0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا أقسم بيوم القيامة ولا أقسم بالنفس اللوامة وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم in the other, we call the deen of Sukha Bainal Bainajambek, Okama call and Nabi Yusallallahu alayhi wasallam. Most asserted on the micron, brothers and elders, Allah created us as insan, and as insan, one is this body that we have. But this body without the soul is lifeless, so the body comes to life with this ruh, with the soul that Allah has placed in it. But together with this, there is what is called the nafs, which is also within this insan. And these are totally, in its essence, totally opposite entities. On the one side is the Ruh, the soul. The Ruh has its own demands, its own requirements. The Ruh has come from Alame Arwah, from the realm where all the Arwah and all the souls are. And that is the place of the Malaika, the angels. The Ruh is accustomed to that situation. And it requires that kind of nourishment of the soul that will take it up towards the angelic qualities. So the Ru has all these requirements that take it closer to Allah. Wa ta'ala. On the other side, the nafs in its nature is something that has very base qualities. The nafs demands are the total opposite of the demands of the ruh the ruh is pure so its demands are also those kind of actions which are pure those actions which purify it even more and the nafs the nafs in its essence it has this capacity for all kinds of evil demands of evil It is something that repeatedly incites towards evil. But the insan, the body of this insan, is right in the middle of this two. The Ruh wants that this insan should perform salah because the salah is what will take this insan closer to Allah and take this Ruh closer to Allah. The Ruh can't directly on its own perform that salah, it needs the vehicle of this body. So, therefore, the Ruh, it Drags the body, pulls the body in his direction. The azan goes, let's go to the masjid. Take the Quran Sharif. Besides some tasbih. Various other acts of righteousness. From time to time, this is what the Ruh requires and what it drives the body towards. Because the vehicle is the body. The Ruh on its own can't go and perform Salah. But at the same time, the nafs has its own demands. إِنَّ النَّفْسَ In the Qur'an Sharif, in Surah Yusuf, and this is the great Nabi of Allah wa ta'ala, who is ma'soom, who is sinless. But he is also still so cautious about this nafs. And when he is asked about this incident that took place, a long story about how he was... Sold as a slave, and then he came into the house of the king, and then he was wrongly, he was slandered, wrongly accused, and as a result of that wrong accusation, he was thrown into prison, and a long time remained in prison, and now finally the whole matter came out that he was just wrongly accused. So now he's being asked, Mark, what was the issue about those women that tried to seduce you? Yusuf, he clarifies the issue. I had nothing to do with this. But at the same time, he declares, I don't ever claim any kind of purity for myself. Whereas he was masoon. He was sinless. But in the court of Allah Ta'ala, the greater that the person receives proximity to Allah Taala's court and the closer he gets to Allah Taala, the more he is afraid of doing things that are incorrect and the more he regards himself as completely sinful and completely uh, somebody that has done a lot of crime a lot of wrong because the slightest the slightest thing that happens it might be just a little bit of something that went out of line something makru, he regards it as a disaster because of the proximity to allah subhanahu wa taala the slightest thing that happened in his life, he regards it as a very serious matter. He can't take that lightly. So on the one hand, the rule is demanding all these things, but the nafs, this is his nature. Yusuf A.S. says, I don't claim any kind of purity for myself, and any kind that I am blameless, whereas he was. He says, the problem is that this nafs is ammaratum bissu. Its very nature is that it constantly incites towards evil. So now the nafs, this is its demands. And the body is in the middle now. Both are inside the body. Both are dragging in different directions. And this is where the whole aspect of mujahada comes in. That on the one side, like a person being pulled by two wrestlers on either side. One wrestler is pulling on one end, the other on the other end but now he can't go in both directions at the, same, at the same time. He has to go either side. It all depends on who he has fed more now. He is feeding these wrestlers. These two strong wrestlers on either side. It just depends who he fed and who he starved. If he's fed the ruh more, the ruh becomes stronger. And if he starved enough, he'll get weaker. That is very easy to go in the direction of the Ruah. The ru now has that strength to pull and the Nafs doesn't have the strength to pull in, in its direction. So It becomes very easy to go in the direction of the Ruah. And the demands of the Ruah are all the things that take a person closer to Allah. Taala. And Allah Ta'ala created this Nizam, this system of nourishment for this Ruah. Provided that a person gives the nourishment to the Ruah. For example, the system of Allah Taala is that this Ruh cannot be allowed to starve. It must be given its nourishment. Allah made the five daily Salah compulsory. Not once or twice. And neither is it this, that well, just perform all the five Salah at one time in the day, in the morning, it's done for the whole day and night. Done. No. This Ruh constantly needs to be nourished. So early in the morning, Fajr time, wake up leave that bed and feed the ruh. At that time, the person makes that mujahada. And he comes to the house of Allah Ta'ala. And he performs that salah. That salah is now nourishing that ruh; It's strengthening that ruh and soul. The salah is such a great nourishment for it, Allah Ta'ala made it compulsory. Can't shirk in this. Now the person has missed out his Fajr Salah already. So can we imagine to what extent he starved the Ruh and how much he has already nourished and fed the Nafs. So now the whole day goes in the wrong direction. Because the Ruh has starved and the Nafs has been nourished. The whole day started off on that note. So now the Nafs can just keep dragging in his direction. So the whole aspect that we have been taught is this mujahada that is constantly required to keep nourishing the ruh and keep starving the nafs because the nafs will try to grab its nourishment also by getting a person involved in sin, in haram. Because all that is the nourishment of the nafs. So Allah has made this salah. This is the nourishment of the ruh and such a great nourishment that on the day of siyamat, if this came out in order, then everything else inshallah will be in order. That requires that this Salah becomes Salah. One is a person mashallah, made the effort, came to the masjid but is that Salah really Salah? For it to be true nourishment, one is now you get food which is now just artificially all filled up with chemicals that was grown also in a chemical manner so it might give some taste, it might look very nice but nourishment value is zero. Hardly anything. All chemicals in it. No real food in it. That salah also will give the nourishment, provided it is salah. Provided there is to start off with ikhlas in that salah. If there is no ikhlas, it won't even connect. To understand this ikhlas very simply, like a person now, he has, he is dialing somebody, he wants to talk to his father, for example, and he wants to talk to his father, but he dials the number of somebody else. He dials the number of somebody, some neighbor. So now, is that ever going to connect with his father? He's dialing the number of someone else, but he wants to speak to his father. That connection is never going to be established. So likewise, a person wants to connect with Allah, wa ta'ala, but he's dialing the numbers of makhluk. The intention is for people for some name and fame for some kind of recognition for his credit. I must be given the credit for it. I did this. I am so and so. So that connection is never going to get established to Allah Ta'ala. He is dialing the wrong number. He wants to connect with Allah Ta'ala. He'll have to start off with dialing with ikhlas. Without that ikhlas that's never going to connect. That is going to be somewhere else. It's going to be for makhluk on the day of qiyamah when he will be asked about all the actions. He'll say, I did this and I did that. Allah Allah will say that you are lying. You were dialing other numbers here. You did it for people to say you were this and you were that and you were very generous and you were very learned and you were very brave. So you already got that praise in dunya. You dial the connection where you got it. Finished. Done. Now there's nothing for you here. In any amal, whether it is salah, whether it is any other action, whether it is out of the Quran Sharif, whether it is zikr, whether it is some other aspect of helping somebody, doing some work of deen, whatever it might be. Without ikhlas, we're dialing the wrong number. It'll never get connected to Allah. Now if the person is performing the salah, but is performing it with the right intention, with ikhlas, then he's performing it the way it should be performed. Unfortunately, that salah sometimes lacks even the basic, correct procedure of the outer postures, let alone the inner part of that salah, the roof of that salah. The outer postures, how that should be performed, how is a person to make his ruku, how he must make his sedla, his kawma, his jalsa, the standing posture after ruku, the sitting posture between the two sajlas. Now, these are all basic things. And in one hadith, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it is mentioned, one person came into the masjid and he performed some salah. Nabi Sallallahu was sitting and he, he came, he made some nafil. After the person completed his salah, he came to meet Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Nabi Sallallahu said to him, Irji', فصلي fa kalam tu salli. Go and perform your salah again because you have not performed salah. And the person came in the masjid, he performed salah, he recited the Quran Sharif, he made Ruku, he made Sazda. He did everything that we would do also for Salah. But Rasulullah wasallam, is declaring, go and perform the Salah again, you have not performed Salah. This person goes for a second time, and then he repeats the Salah, then he comes again and makes Salah. Nabi Salaam says to him for the second time, fassalli fainna kalam go and perform the Salah again, you haven't performed Salah. Third time round, the same thing happens. The third time round when he's told, going repeat the salah, you haven't performed it. He says, Ya Rasulullah, I don't know how to perform any better. You teach me. So now Rasulullah A.S. teaches him. Now this was the whole idea. If at the first instance he was just given some kind of correction, it would never have sat so deeply in the heart. So now this was waited for. But then it happened two times, three times, he'll ask. And this was meant to be a lesson for the whole Ummad look at this, one time, two times, three times can we compare to any degree to that salah of this person who came and performed his salah in the masjid of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam yet this is the fatwa that he's getting now this is for us to reflect what is the condition of my salah what will be the fatwa on my salah so in any case now Rasulullah teaches him that first you start off your salah in this manner and this is what you recite and then you go into ruku. And then, when he comes to the aspect of explaining to him ruku, then you make ruku hatta tatma inna raki'an. Until your body is completely at rest in ruku. You have performed the ruku in a proper manner. Completely at ease. Now, when you've completed the ruku properly, it is sunnah to recite the tasbih of ruku at least three times. Subhanahu rabbi al carefully. Now that that's completed. Now, this is Nabi teaching him. Now, you stand up until you are standing up completely at ease. It is stated that the Sahabi was a little hasty in this posture of qawma, that is after ruku, and in the posture of jalsa between the two saddhas. He was a little hasty in those postures. And upon that, Rasulullah sent him, second time, third time. Now Nabi Alaihi is teaching him. You stand up until you are completely at ease in the standing posture. After having stood up and completely at ease, the body is at rest. And in this posture also, Rasulullah Sallam taught us dua. Which unfortunately, we are generally not aware of. Or if we are aware of, we are neglectful of. This is in the riwayat of Bukhari Sharif. This is one Sahabi recited, and the sallam endorsed. This Sahabi recited this, and Nabi sallam asked after the salah, who recited something? The Sahabi finally explained, I recited this du'a. Nabi sallam said, I saw more than thirty angels rushing to take the reward. alhamdu, Hamdan, kaseeran tayyiban And in some riwayat, what Nabi sallam himself used to recite. شَيْءٍ Badu in all the sunnah salah, the nawafil Salah, we should try and recite these du'as. Then Nabi the Sallam teaches him going to sajda. going to sajda until you are completely at ease in the sajda posture. No haste. The person sometimes you sit down to eat, so you look at the time. You say, Okay, let's rather read our salah first because the time is short then we can sit down and eat at peace. When it comes to eating, then the person says, eat at peace. There must be no rush in the eating. But now, since the time is short, rather eat the salah first. So you can finish the salah quickly, then you can eat without any rush. Now, Obviously the salah in its time has to be done in its time. But the way in which we approach both things, that particular aspect, Obviously, if it's Jamaat Salah time, the time is short too. We'll have to go for the Salah. But the way in which we approach it is, when it comes to our eating, it comes to our other aspects, then first the consideration is, can we do it without any rush? For example, now somebody says, that he's inviting for the maybe a braai or something. He says, No, the braai is going to be before Isha. I say, no, before Isha, I can't make it. I mean, enough time for you. Make it after Isha. So now they're specifically... Plan time, but it's ample time, so that there's no rush in it. How are you going to enjoy it? With, just in a rush. Between Maghrib and Isha, how are you going to? won't happen. All that time and that care and that enjoyment that is wanted in it. But Salah, oh it's okay, that short time will make it, no problem. Whereas that Salah is what should be made with that complete ease. And that food, there's one Hadith Sharif where it is mentioned إِذَا al الْعَشَاءُ إِذَا حضر الْعَشَاءُ وَالْعِشَاءُ بِالْعَشَاءُ Now literally this hadith sharif means that if it suddenly somebody's his supper has come and it is time for isha then rather have your supper first. Now many misunderstand this. Many misunderstand it because we think about it in our terms. To start off with what was the reason for this? The sahaba, most of them, perhaps that was the only meal for the day. Now the person worked the whole day and now maybe it's a winter month, isha is early, and he came after his farming, whatever else, and a long day, and he probably never had anything to eat for the whole day, whatever he might have had, some dates in the morning. And now there's something to eat that has just been presented in the evening and it's time for Isha. But now the hunger pangs are also quite severe. If this person now is going to quickly come away first to the masjid, and now he's going to start his salah, the chances are that the pangs of hunger will become more of a distraction in that salah. Now his whole mind and focus might just go away towards the hunger. Not towards the food, towards the hunger. Because that hunger is now gone to that level. So he is being told you rather eat first. So that your hunger doesn't become a distraction in your salah. Our situation is very different. And what was that food? When the somebody asked him the question, so he explained it, so he started off by explaining, because it was somebody, a student, so he started off by saying, ke ka tumhare bawa ke kana ki nahi tha. The Sahaba's food wasn't like the food of your father. This was just an affectionate way of just saying it, that now there's a full, several course meal laid out, and he's going to have the time to pick the bones. See, it was dates and water most of the time. How long is that dates and water going to take to eat? The dates and water is not going to take a couple of minutes also. So in that condition, he was told that now because of the pangs of hunger, give preference to now eating first quickly and then you go for Salah. So your Salah is done with ease. Your Salah is not going to now be done in haste to get back to eat. Now this much of importance was given to performing the Salah correctly. And unfortunately, nowadays the Salah is given the the most squeezed up time. Squeeze it in the corner and the shortest possible time done and quickly as people often Oh, many people say it like this, that come up down, kiss the ground, back to town. That kind of salah doesn't become the true nourishment for the soul. That's why that kind of salah a person performs in the masjid, and he barely walks out of the masjid, and he's already feeding the nafs. He's casting haram glances already. He's gone back to his work or job or what, business or whatever. He's already dealing in haram. He can't keep his tongue under control. He can't keep his eyes under control. Because the nafs... The roo wasn't sufficiently nourished to start off with. There was hardly any nourishment. The way in which the Salah was performed and then the nafs was being fed in the process at the same time due to the wrong intention sometime or to the wrong way in which things were done. So now the person barely leaves the masjid and already things are all going back here. Allah created this nizam for the nourishment of the roo. Now the Salah To give the salah the due importance. When the salah is going to be performed, it's meant to take a person away from all the things that the nafs demands. One of the demands is the nafs. When the nafs wants to sleep, he just wants to sleep. So now right in the midst of that sleep or in the deepest part of that sleep, at the time of Fajr, the person is told now you curb that nafs. You feed the ruh. So you have to curb that nafs now, wake up. Now the person says, no, 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 I go to sleep. So what did he feel? What did he nourish? He gave a full meal to the nurse. So now the day starts off on that note. So now, one thing after the other, the eyes can't be looked after, the ears can't be looked after, the tongue can't be controlled, the person's heart is out of control, all kinds of evil thoughts. So he starts off on this note of the Salah, Fajar Salah, and now in the midst of his work, stop everything. Come back to the masjid. Come back, feed your ruh. Then comes asar time. Stop everything again. Now perhaps sometimes things are at a peak. The work of the day is now reached a peak sometimes at that time. Stop everything and come back. Now he's completed his work for the day. Yes, you still Can't just go and rush home. You come and perform Maghrib Salah first. Now he went home. Now he's tired. He had a long day. No, you wait first. You still perform Isha Salah. And at all these junctures, the ruh is being fed. Come the month of Ramadan, the nafs demands, whenever it wants to eat, it must eat. Whenever it wants to drink something, it must drink. The nafs has its carnal desires. The month of Ramadan comes, put a break on all this in a specific time. Morning till evening, all this bring it under control. Now the nafs demands are being suppressed. This is all feeding the ruh. So this is the whole the whole life revolves around this. And this mujahada is but this is the mujahada of the whole life. Feeding the ruh, starving the nafs. When a person continues doing this, now he can easily do what is right because the nafs has been weakened. Otherwise, let alone control him his himself outside, he can't control himself wherever he is, whether he's inside his house, whether he's inside the masjid person is sitting inside the masjid also, many a person is sending illicit messages somewhere. It's still time for salah. Sometimes there's a Jummah bayan carrying on. Sometimes whatever. The person inside the house of Allah Ta'ala can't avoid haram. Because the nafs has become so dominant. And this is shaitan's tool of choice. Shaitan's tool of choice in this zamana and era has become this phone. And he wants to Catch somebody. So now this is the ideal hook. That hook catches into a person. Now shaitan reels in. Previously the net, any person net, net gave a kind of picture in the mind. Something will get caught in it. So now such a wide net, world wide net. The web. The internet. So now everything, every kind of evil and vice is at the press of a button. Now what that does to the heart and how much it damages the ruh, how much it feeds the nafs, that nafs becomes a lion on a person then. Now the ruh is saying let's go for salah, there's no heart to go for salah because the ruh has been starved. So that there's no strength, it's just merely saying something but it can't drag enough because there's no strength in it. And the nafs is saying no we're not going, can't even now fight the nafs because you fed it so much. Allah created the system. Keep feeding the rule and keep making mujahada against the nafs. When this rule will be fed, it will perform salah. It will then make tilawat of the Quran Sharif. Otherwise it will be very easy to read one thick novel in one night. But it will be difficult to read one page of the Quran Sharif for the whole month. One page of the Quran Sharif for the whole month will become very difficult. And one thick novel the person will say, I read in one night. And you see, every now and then, I'll read one no- whole thick novel, 350 pages, 400 pages, one night. But one page of the Quran surely one month also difficult. Then the person will be able to read a lot of things and talk a lot of things and spend hours in so many things. But the name of Allah to come on the tongue will be very difficult. Very, very difficult. All kinds of vulgarity will come all kinds of evil talk will come, ghibat will come, and what not will come. But to surround five minutes, surround three minutes, and make some istighfar, take the name of Allah Ta Wa ta'ala, recite Guru Sharif on Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the tongue will become very heavy on that. Because the nafs, nafs is something very, very dense. So it creates density in the person. Now when that nafs has been fed, It makes the mind dense, the heart dense and something is dense, it can't move, very heavy. This is the nature of the nafs, Katif. very dense, something dense just holds down and the ruh is latif, it is very, very delicate and very light and the ruh has been strengthened and the ruh has now been, uh, the ruh is dominant over the person there is a lightness in him it is very light to go to the masjid he can easily wake up and move his hands very lightly move towards the Quran Sharif it is very light to turn the beads of the tasbih otherwise the turning the beads of the tasbih become like impossible to count on the fingers become impossible to move that tongue in the name of Allah Taala becomes very hard because that nafs is so dense and that has now overpowered now the tongue can't move To do good things, when the rule has become dominant, the body moves with ease in that direction. To go and do some work of deen, to go and help somebody, do something good, be of some service to someone. Very easily the body moves in that direction. And otherwise, the nafs keeps it stuck in the ground. Keeps it stuck not only just in the ground, the roof looks for purity because it's pure in its nature. The nafs looks for filth in its essence and in its first level of things, the first state of the nafs before it is worked on, it it looks it's dense and it looks for filth. So now it feels comfortable in dirt. There are certain fish, they say. That if the water becomes slightly even, just a little, little bit of pollution, some little dirt comes in, the fish will die. Those fish will die. And there are some fish that eat up all the dirt of the, of the ocean. Some don't even call it fish. This, this looks for the cleanest water, and that is where it's comfortable, that is where it has peace. And some dirt comes, it's already sick. Such feeling is sickness, and it is more dirt that will kill it. And there are some things which actually go to clean up the, all the dirt of the ocean. It eats up all the muck and filth of the ocean. Now that's enough. This is a rule, an example. So this is what we have to do to develop this rule. Then the person will be easy to do what is right. It will be easy to act on other than justice. Because the Ruh demands this. If the Ruh is not in order, then Zulm will become the order. If the Ruh is not dominating, and the Nafs is dominating, then Zulm will become just like a normal thing. But it won't matter who he is sampling, what is going on, the slightest bit of some upper hand he has, in whichever sphere it might be, won't matter. Whatever it is, whereas in the Quran Sharif, the different forms of Zulm all in its different ways. and There's more than 240 times in the Quran, Sharif Allah Ta'ala describes the harm of Zulm. More than 240 times in the Quran, Sharif, in all its different forms. This is how severe Zulm is. But when that Nafs has taken over, the Ruh has been weakened, then it doesn't cross the mind also that I'm committing Zulm. Whether it is sometimes one owns, one's own parents in front. Whether it's a wife, that's now far away thing. What does it matter now? One's own children sometimes. And people, whoever it might be, sometimes whoever one has the upper hand on, it might be the employee, sometimes it's the employer. Whoever it is, whatever fear it is, committing zoom in whichever form, person doesn't think twice. Why? Because the nafs has taken over. The rule has become weak. So now the rule can't even drag the person in the right direction. That no, look, this zulm is very, very serious. As zulm zulmu zulumatun yawm qiyamah. In the Hadith Sharif Nabi Salaam says, the zulm, zulm will be darknesses on the day of Qiyamah. Because it's zulm, there's no, nothing good in it. It's darkness. It's evil. So all this darkness will envelop a person on the day of Qiyamah. He can't see where he's going. Now he has to walk on the Pul Sirat. He has to walk on the bridge across Jahannam. And that is thinner than a hair. And sharper than a sword. And now he has to walk. And the only thing that will take him across there is Amal. Tajri Amaluhum. Now the Ru was fed. The Ru enabled the person to now do the right things. So the Amal will make him cross. Otherwise, now in darkness, at that kind of bridge, the person falls in Jahannam. Allah Ta'ala protect us. This is the lesson, this is mujahada, ongoing mujahada that is required to keep feeding the ruh and starving that nafs. So, Among the things that keep feeding the ruh is this salah that Allah has given us, fasting the month of Ramadan is compulsory apart from that Nabi Islam is to fast often, nafil fast. Many a times a person is having this struggle with his nafs. The nafs I just can't seem to get control over it. And I make Tawbah sincerely, uh, pledge with Allah, wa ta'ala, I'm never going to come with this again. And the next day again, I'm back in it. So one is that the Tawbah, mashallah, is sincere, Allah Ta'ala will accept. But if a person hasn't subdued the nafs, then it's going to be still difficult to refrain from that wrong. And Allah forbid this becomes a habit, then the Tawbah stops also. Then the Tawbah becomes a distant thing. And then the person becomes very very bold on that sin. The person starts hiding and looking at some filth. Then he starts sharing the filth. He's passing on to others also. Then he starts talking about it openly too. He becomes bold over it. The person was hiding and doing it. Now he's telling his wife, what are you going to do about it? Now that Zoom reaches that level also. One is the zoom on himself and then the zoom on others also. It doesn't bother him. What is going through somebody's heart? They are not some inanimate object. They are also insan. They also have a heart. They also have some feelings. doesn't matter. So where this happens is, now this nafs has been now fed so much that now the person becomes bold on sin. So now this salah and this fasting, now the person can't seem to get this control over this nafs. Apart from the first fast of Ramadan, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in one hadith sharif, when Nabi Islam gives the message and the lesson, يَا مَعَشْرَ الشَّبَابِ مَنِسْتَطَاعَ مِنْكُمُ الْبَاءَةَ فَلْيَتَزَوَّجِ Oh, young people, whoever can get married, must get married. Because in Allah, Allah has created with some feelings, he has some needs, and because of those needs, he will have certain feelings and urges. So the halal avenue that Allah has created for that is nikah. The so, Nabi starts is saying, look, Allah Ta'ala has taken something halal, then you adopt what is halal. Man you have the means to get married, then get married. Don't delay it. For all futile things and imaginary things. Whereas, Allah Ta'ala has kept the barakat in that nikah. And Allah Ta'ala has kept that risk also the barakat of that risk in that nikah. Many a person, while he was alone, he couldn't make ends meet. And now he's been given the encouragement, look, you must get married, he says, I can't, in his words, whereas we don't feed ourselves, Allah Ta'ala feeds us. Now, this is a common statement, Say, I can't feed myself, I must feed two people. Now, you're not feeding yourself, and you won't feed anybody else also. But Allah Ta'ala's nizam is this, that when there was one person, but now one person, they became two people. So now the responsibility increased. Allah Ta'ala increases the barakat in two people's combined risk. Many a person was struggling on his own, he got married and the doors opened out. Maybe it might not have exploded, as they say. but what he couldn't manage for himself, now he's comfortable with two people. So now, Nabi Clasun said the person that can get married must get married. But now sometimes the person just doesn't have the means. He's down and out, just doesn't have any means. Allah. The person can't get married because he just doesn't have the means, then fa'alei he be Then he must hold on fast to fasting. In other words, not like once a month now he kept on nafil fast and he says well, I mean, amal meaning he must fast excessively. Now this is a lesson. The person who's saying now this word, Nabi was Nabi Slow saying for innahu lahu vijaa. this is a shield for him. A shield is a means of protection. Protection from the enemy. Protection from a person getting harmed. Protection from a person's life being in danger. This becomes a shield for his iman. It becomes a shield for his deen. It becomes a shield for even from the harm of dunya. Because the person gets caught up in haram, he harms his deen, he harms his dunya also. But now the lesson in this is, that this fasting and excessive fasting, This becomes a means of curbing that nafs. Because the whole problem is the nafs. The nafs has become the lion. And the roo has starved. The person who seems like, now I'm trying, he has to now take another step. Start fasting excessively. Nafil fast. And that nafsil fast excessively also, that will bring that benefit of starving that nafs and feeding the roo. Now, mashallah, the person feels that imbat, that courage, And the temptations of nafs and shaitan are easily subdued. And the requirements of the Ru are easily fulfilled. And what he found initially was a very difficult thing, now becomes very easy to do. That salah which he found very difficult becomes very easy. That tillout of the Qur'an Sharif becomes easy. Staying away from haram becomes easy. Controlling that gaze becomes easy. And controlling the tongue becomes easy. Saving himself from going to haram places becomes easy. Otherwise, all that becomes very, very difficult to now save himself from that haram. And now he's very sincere Tawbah. But the next day he's back into it. But that's where the problem comes. And now when this happens repeatedly, then the Tawbah also starts fading. First, the Tawbah was very fervent. It was very, very deep. And now the Tawbah became half deep. And then it became half-hearted. And then it just became lip service. And then even the lips don't move in the Tawbah. Allah Ta'ala protect us from this. Therefore, we have to make every effort to keep increasing the righteous deeds, the amal. We have a timetable for what time we're going to open our businesses, what time we're going to go to our jobs, what time we're going to do this in the business, and what time that has to be attended to, and all the other various tasks of the day, everything there is time and a plan for it, and a timetable for it. Have we yet made a timetable for our amal? One is the farais obviously, that is automatically the timetable is going to be there. But apart from the faraiz, timetable, part of the timetable, time for tilawth of the Qur'an Sharif, time for the zikr of Allah, wa ta'ala, time for istighfar, time for durur Sharif, time for dua, and asking Allah, ta'ala, begging Allah Taala's help for ourselves, for our families, for the entire ummah of Rasulullah, sallallahu we have to have this timetable of amal as well. Time for the work of deen. This is what will now keep feeding the ruh, and inshallah it will enable us to become Dominant over that nafs, and this will make it very easy for us to keep moving forward towards Allah wa Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala give us a tafiq and make us among His true and obedient servants. We'll make zikr for a few minutes and dua inshaAllah. It's reported in the Hadith Sharif that a person who recites La ilaha illallah 100 times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is that inshaAllah, with the barqat of this daily recitation. Allah Ta'ala will grant him the topic of righteous deeds and save him from sin which will become the means of this great honor on the day of Qiyamah therefore inshallah we should try and make the effort that we set some time out and every day we recite this one tasbih of la ilaha illallah in our time, our place, at home wherever, but we try and complete this one tasbih inshallah recite Sharif <laughs>
1: إن الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا
0: كثيرا يا رَبِّ صل وسلم نائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كُلِّهِمْ Yazallahu anna nabiyyena muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu La ilaha
1: illallah La ilaha 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 illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, 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 la ilaha illallah la illallah. la illallah. la in illallah. la 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 Inna alla, inna alla, la ilaha, inna alla, 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 inna لا اله الا الله لا اله الا الله لا اله الا الله لا اله الا الله الله. محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا الله الله جل جلاله عمنه ونواه الله <تصفيق> لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم
0: اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا غلمنا أنفسنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل اسم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذمًا إلا غفرته ولا همًا إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لترى إلا قضيتها ويسترها يا أرحب الرحمين يا أرحم الرحمين يا أرحم الرحمين يا, يا أكرم الأكرمين يا رحيم المساكين يا أرحم الرحمين إلهُ العالمين يا الله أَمُزْمَسِي فُلْمُزْغَرِيَشْ مُزْكَيْن مُزْلَفِينَ الله Ya Allah forgive us Ya Allah. Ya Allah forgive all our major and minor sins Ya Allah. Ya Allah we acknowledge all the wrongs we have done Ya Allah. Ilahu <mail> alamin <Avantician drei> from head to toe we are covered in sin Ya Allah. Ya Allah out of your grace and mercy forgive us Ya Allah. Forgive our families Ya Allah. Forgive our friends and relatives Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah shower Se- your makhfirah on the right ummah Ya Allah. Shower your rahmat on the ummah Ya Allah. Remove the hardship of the ummah Ya Allah. Remove the suffering of the ummah Ya Allah. <tem> Blow the winds of hidayat in the ummah, ya Allah. guide us and the entire ummah towards those amal that bring down your rahmati Allah. Save us and the entire ummah from such amal that bring down azab, ya Allah. Allah, remove the suffering of the ummah, ya Allah. Remove the oppression from the ummah, ya Allah. Allah, remove the starvation of the ummah, ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those in any kind of hardship and difficulty, ya Allah. Grant them afiyat and ease, ya Allah. Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all this is due to our misdeeds, ya Allah. We have stayed far away from your path, ya Allah. We have stayed far away from the way of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahu alayhi bring us back with afiyat, ya Allah. Bring us back on complete deen, ya Allah. Bring us back on complete iman and yaqeen, ya Allah. Bring us on the reality of salah, ya Allah. Bring us on amal e ya Allah. Enable us to perform every salah with jamaah ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, ya Allah. Enable us to fulfill all the sunnat and mustahabbat of salah, ya Allah. ilahul alamin grant us the importance of salah in our lives, ya Allah. Make our lives revolve around salah, ya Allah. ilahul alamin Allah. Enable us to make the loud of the Qur'an Sharif daily, ya Allah. Enable us to make your zikr daily, ya Allah. Enable us to talk to you in dua daily, ya Allah. Allah yeah, strengthen this rule of ours, Ya yeah Allah. <inaudible> Weaken this nafs, Ya yeah Allah. Make this nafs nafs inna, Ya yeah Allah. <inaudible> yeah Allah. Yeah Allah. Make this rule very, very strong, Ya yeah Allah. <inaudible> make all the righteous deeds easy for us, Ya yeah Allah. <inaudible> make the hatred of sin come in our hearts, Ya yeah Allah. Enable us to hate sin like we hate filth, yeah Ya Allah. <inaudible> Grant us the love of the Amal, Ya yeah Allah. Grant us the love of Deen, Ya yeah Allah. Grant us the love of the Sunnah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam love of living the sunnah, ya Allah. Put the hatred of the ways of Yahudah and Nasara in our hearts, ya Allah. Save us from the ways of Yahud and Nasara, ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifa kamila, adila, mustamira, daima. Allah, Remove every trace of their ailments, ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those in financial difficulties, remove them. Afiyat, ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's rizq, ya Allah. Grant us halal and tayyib rizq, ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram, ya Allah. ya Allah. Allah, all those who have passed away from our families from throughout the Ummah Allah. Ilahul Alaihi Wasallam, mm-hmm. make complete maqfirat, Ya Allah. Grant them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Grant them Jannatul Firdos, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alaihi Wasallam, Ya Allah, at the time of all that, take us with La, Ilaha illallah. Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us on Imani Kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on Tawbat al Nasuhi, Ya Allah. Take us at a time that you are pleased with us, Ya Allah. And we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alaihi Wasallam, make our covers gardens of Jannah fasih Allah. Grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah, sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah give us Jannatul Firdos without any reckoning, Ya yeah Allah. Allah, we don't deserve anything, Ya yeah Allah. But you are most karim, Ya yeah Allah. You grant those who are not deserving, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, grant us without us deserving anything, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, make us your true and obedient servants, Ya yeah Allah. Make us your loyal servants, Ya yeah Allah. Ilahul alamin, modulation- <centurywoman> save us from all the haram, Ya yeah Allah. Save us from all the vices, Ya yeah Allah. Save us from the sins of the eyes, Ya yeah Allah. Save us from the sins of the ears and tongue, Ya yeah Allah. Save us from the sins of the hands and feet, Ya yeah Allah. Save us in the sins of the heart, Ya yeah, Allah. Purify our hearts, Ya yeah, Allah. Purify our hearts, Ya yeah, Allah. Follow our hearts with your muhabbati, Ya yeah, Allah. Follow our hearts with your muhabbati, Ya yeah, Allah. Follow our hearts with your muhabbati, Ya yeah, Allah mean, all the good that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we also begging for all the good, ya Allah. Whatever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam refuge from, Allah grant us refuge as well, ya Allah. allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri maa sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min shari masta'ataka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. al musta'an wa alayka albalaag. Wala hawla wala kuwa illa billahi al ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله.